Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me today is Mr. Cromwell. Hello. And Connor Holmes. Good evening, Neil. And also producer Tim might jump in and out depending on how noisy his washing machine is. Hello there. <laughs> uh, no rich with us this evening because apparently he thinks the birthday is more important than spaceships. Also, so we just... if we're going to repeat back to the verb, he bought a squirrel proof <laughs> bird feeder, and that's a horrible thing to do. And I, this I needs so to be thought, known. I so thought you said he just bought a squirrel then. No, because he bought a squirrel, <laughs> he'd be awesome. Because squirrels are awesome. Well, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but Rich is a horrible person. I know, right? I know. Awful person. But really, happy birthday, Rich. We miss you. Yeah. I say miss him, I'm going to see him tomorrow and hug his face. <laughs> hug him once for me, eh? I'm going to have to stand on a chair, though, because I'm considerably shorter than Rich. <laughs> I'm considerably shorter than most people, to be fair. And he's getting all skinny, too. I know. He's got not... His hugs are getting a bit bad, though, because there's no squidge there. Oh, don't worry, man. I've, I've got you. I've got you covered, February. I've, I think I've got it covered. To be fair, <laughs> like right, two marshmallows in a packet. <laughs> so we're going to touch on the um, latest GSP event. Some people who we know might have done well. We don't know any of them very well, though. And also, uh, we're going to talk about AMG's new sort of rules tease, I guess. Um, so some someone feels very strongly on him. I think it was Connor. Was it me? Yeah. Doesn't sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you want to start, Dale? Because I know I know you're very unhappy with them. Because oh. me and Dale have actually talked about coming on the cast for a while. And he's like, oh, but I need to win so I need to win so it. And he just messaged me, going, I want on the cast. <laughs> Everybody, brace yourselves. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's 50-50, really, because there's, as all of us know, there has been a ton of uh, violence in, through the media of Facebook lately. And I've oh, been li- listening to the podcasts of everyone else and reading the comments and all the stuff. And I just feel like, it, I, I guess it started as angry, but I think now it's just a... I think it's sad wins over angry lately at the moment. Fear. Um, fear, yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, there was a couple of things I wanted to make sure everyone was on the same page of, but also just to, I guess, just to go through what can be done and what can't be done, because there seems to be an overwhelming thing of people thinking that either things are too early on or too late on in the process, and the definitely arguing with each other and getting things being Facebook policed and stuff is, is way too far with us as players falling out of each other seems crazy. Um, and that even today on the page, I um, saw someone put a, um, a two option poll go up on the, the main X wing or the UK page, I guess. Yeah, I see. Where, where the option was option a, this, this happens, let less people come and then the game dies. And option B, more people come for a bit, and then the game dies. And there was basically it was like death or death option on the thing. Yeah, so I feel like that, oh, that, that was my quote. Oh, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I quoted it. I double. I, I know, like it. Cake um, or death? No, just death or death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that sort of thing is it, that's that's made that bit upsetting me a bit. I think because it should it shouldn't be um, how far how far we're going down the line with it. I, I don't think any good's going to come of it. 
Now, I find this this death of everything very strange. I mean, not too long ago, we had like the biggest X-Wing event ever over here. I mean, we had, what is it, 600 people as a system open. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand where this downhill spiral is coming from people. Like, I don't I think see- anybody has any idea, uh, any idea what AMG is talking about. And as somebody who started this game at lockdown, <laughs> I still have no idea. And if they pay any attention to the hype around Dion's stream and the thousand people watching it, I st- I, I, how could they have any clue that there is a problem with this game? No, I really don't get it. How are you on? How do you feel about the change? And Connor, I don't, we haven't no, actually spoke for a while. Did I, did I not express that adequately enough for you? So, yes, I, <laughs> streaming world, I'm going to yet again try not to swear. I, I assume I'll fail, but we're going for 20 minutes. Um, no, you do, you're, doing, you're doing well for you. You've beat your last record. And, uh, instantly. <laughs> I take massive exception to any society that feels a need to butter up or suck up to the people that are placed in charge by an unknown or unconsidered entity. AMG are past the reins of a Star Wars franchise game, and the number of posts I've got people saying, these guys are professionals, or one comment to Ollie Pocknell, which is, you're so entitled. These guys are X, these guys are Y. And I'm like, he is the world champion. He is an ambassador globally for this game. He has put a considered and really chilled video out there, and you are going to back a company and a corporation that you don't know, that we don't know, who is clearly according to everybody who has an IQ of about six, messing it up. Jesus. Is that clear enough? Is that clear? I think that was clear. Not really. I, I'd just like to second. I've not actually watched all his videos yet. But well, it's uh, Ollie at his absolute finest. The gentleman of, gentleman of Flippin' Wexwing. The, um, he's, a t- he's a really cool guy because he can open a bottle with his belt. Also, I, I was really surprised when he did that. Universally <laughs> respected, universally liked, and has always given everybody the time of day. Yeah, he's kind of And sad. if you're literally going to ignore the world champion who has given you a very considered approach, well, then you don't deserve any respect. So I think the... Um, I, I, absolutely what you're saying. And if you haven't watched that video, anyone, you need to get yourself on YouTube and uh, Google Ollie Pocknell to get that, um, that open letter that he's done. Um, but the... Um, I think the main... One of the main bits that's getting me is about... The attitude they seem to have and how they are not. I don't feel like they're maybe going, whether or not they want to do these changes because they want to make their dent on the game. They've been handed it over. Obviously, we all know that the the old guard, if you will, from FFG, a lot of them now aren't FFG anymore. Um, and, you know, that that the the job of being in charge of the design and continuation of the game has been passed over to them, whether or not any of us like it or love it or whichever way we may look at it, that job has been passed over to AMG now. Um, And I think one of the biggest things I think we all need to understand is that AMG's sole purpose is to... they, They have nothing to do with 
the distribution and manufacturer of any of the games they have. So whether or not that's now X-Wing, Armada, Marvel, Crisis Protocol, that the get making it, putting it in a box, putting it on a boat, getting it on a shelf is nothing to do with them at all. Their sole purpose is to either design new or work on existing games and make those games out you know get their those games intellectually in into people's homes and make people play them whether or not that's like they seem to be well in on the the beer and pretzels look or if that is all the way up to organized play um and i think a lot of people put them in a big boat of they do everything and there's been a lot of like cutting some slack let them get used to it and stuff but when your only job is to deal with the mechanics and uh, balancing of said game, I really feel like they, they should have been a lot further on in this process. And what's come up really recently is obviously we had a lot of, uh, they did the work, put a lot of effort into balancing the points in a game that we all know as a datum. And then they've gone, oh, actually, we're going to, change this we're going to do random player we've 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 uh, established these issues in the game that we want to fix again rightly or wrongly and they've basically gone this is happening literally to the point on on the last stream where they went oh yeah actually um if you don't like it soz literally sent like this is what's happening with the game um and then to then go from that to by Christmas, these news rules are going to be out. It just seems like a crazy short amount of time to fundamentally, as Ollie put it in his um, in his uh, YouTube video, uh, to take the soul of the game out and put a new one in, um, which may or may not be the best or worst thing for X-Wing. I, I, the, I guess we can all argue the toss on that for ages, but it seems such an incredibly short amount of time that I'm very worried that there will be so much in the game that is wrong and unbalanced because you have changed the very core of the game that we're going to have a massive seesaw of the game being either things being massively underpowered and things being massively overpowered in 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 the from christmas on is what i'm most worried about can, can i come back to you just one really fundamental point that gets me i have been endeavouring to play this game as competitively as possible because that's my personality and I want to do that. I enjoy that. I like the little trophies and the pins and the templates. I thoroughly want to improve. I have never played X-Wing without a beer in my hand. Ever. I have never not had people round for a night with beer and pretzels. Now, it might not be pretzels, but I seek to enjoy every game I've ever played against any person. And I literally ask anyone on the internet to come out and say they've had a bad experience playing against me because you haven't. And if I've been a bit grumpy, I've immediately sent you a lengthy message. Because this is a beer and pretzel game. Nobody's making any money out of this. Nobody is ever going to go anywhere out of this. This is pure entertainment value with a little bit of trophy collection. It is a beer and pretzel game for highly intellectual people who it attracts. It is not Snap. I don't believe that I'm highly intelligent. No, there's exceptions to every rule, Ben. You're the kind of the you're kind of the cheerleader. <laughs> no, but I, I think I take your point there as well. It's like um, I, I'm very much a competitive gamer as well. In in you know, be it I you know, I was, you know hockey, when I used to play hockey when I was younger, uh, then moved on to sort of you know 40k and 
Um, I dabbled in other games like Magic, and I know I know you've come from a Magic background, Connor. Uh, I knew I couldn't invest in Magic properly because of my competitive nature. I would be, you know, bankrupt and living in a cardboard box somewhere because I. It was be- a lot of fun. It would like yeah, a really nice cardboard box. But I, but I absolutely, I absolutely <laughs> get that. But equally, I'm more than happy. We used to run Hothshots events at Element like once a month, and these were like proper weird and wacky events we we did a a doubles event where you start off as a singles match for half an hour then it becomes a doubles match when like this force field went down between the mats and then we had um bring your worst list and then everybody would bring a list and then you'd get randomly assigned one at the start of the evening and you know all these sort of things and and we can get the fun out of the game while still playing the same rule set but you still have that competitive tournament track or that that op setting for those that want the competitive challenge and you can have both with the same rule set and i'd uh, yeah um and people do treat it differently and that's absolutely fine it's what it's meant to be right Mm -hmm. it's what you bring the same as me i know people that bring (laughs) thematics because they like it i know people who spend most of their time painting it up i being wonderfully autistic can't really play a list that isn't color coordinated. I love it being beautiful on a table. <laughs> but like, we all get what we want out of this. But the reality is, there's no financial investment in X Wing. You could play this game tomorrow for a couple of hundred quid. If you don't want to play anything but Resistance, for instance, or Rebels, I can set you up with everything you'll ever need to play for under a hundred pounds. But and you'll never need to play anything. You. Anything about Resistance? Because Rich isn't here. Well, the point is, like, okay, so let's even go with Empire, right? Do you want to a competitive Empire list tomorrow? And cardboard templates are okay? Okay, give me a tenner, and I'll put you on the board. This is not a big money game. So I don't know what exactly their aim is going to be. Why is it not organized play? Why is that not the way to do it? Why is not getting 16 or 24 people around a table on a Sunday and selling them tournament kits the way to do it? I mean, from from a manufacturer's point of view, having worked for companies, uh, OP doesn't make money. Like the actual tournament betting doesn't make money. It's the it's the the model sales that make the money. Okay, fair enough. I'll back down because my background is I own two gaming shops, and we one hundred percent made money playing organized play. But uh, the stuff no, we no, bought no, no, was the sh- no, no. The shops. I know, I know. That's what I mean. I'm, taking, shops, I'm giving yeah, you the other stuff. Yeah, the shops. Yeah, the shops make money. The actual manufacturer that supplies the OP kit doesn't make a lot of money. But the kits, the kits were. For other games, very dear. Yeah. And there was clearly a huge amount made on pre-releases for Magic, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, etc. Hmm. Why not aim? I mean, there was... They, they couldn't have made anything but fast sums, Tim. Because say we had to pay two and a half grand for our tournament kit, and we made back three and a half grand. Everyone's doing pretty well out of that. But no FFG tournament kits ever cost that much. Well, like, why not? Uh, well, probably because the shops wouldn't have bought them. It's not but the they same, might. It's, it's not the same as Magic. Like Magic has got uh, a very different scene with both the pro tour and um single sales so like like you open up your booster and you might draw a card that's worth 60 to 100 pounds i understand but let's let's revert back if the so the sto is what the statistic was what 25 pounds mm-hmm. and you guys are that that's a cost event right and it, we uh, the price support is phenomenal why can they not aim something along those lines why is that a difficult concept rather than what they are doing, which is trying to bring in new players, and nobody knows who they're going to be. Who are these new players going to be? Are they going to come from Warhammer to play something easier than Warhammer? 
I mean, where where do you get new players from intro games? Yeah, I think it's a mix. Like, you know, I think at a time where Games Workshop were actively pushing away the community about, what, 10 years ago or so, um, you know, games, there's loads of uh, other um, manufacturers whose games exploded in, in popularity and growth um, because people were looking for different challenges. Now, in the last sort of five years or so, um, with the way that Games Workshop has changed, we've seen a lot of people move back towards uh, 40k. Um, you know, now Age of Sigma has been out for a while, and people have sort of got used to it. They are drawing back, so I think there's a lot, there's a lot of competition out there for games. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think we could probably discuss the ins and outs of organised play. And I mean, I'm very much pro organised play. I mean, I used to do it as a living, um, but I know that the margins for organized play uh pale in comparison to model sales uh, and that's what they'll be looking for is they'll be looking at way of yeah getting new players in and if it's that you know beer and pretzels kitchen tabletop game but we already have that so i mean i i'm confused by their their rationale over yeah that. i don't that they're very it almost to the point where I guess for us, and I get that we're biased because organised play or competitive play, we're like, we all have done Mario Kart X-Wing and blah, blah, blah. But the the main thing that gets us all to fly to different countries or drive three, four hours is the competitive side. Um, and like the bit that bugs me is, is that the, uh, I, I don't know, the nonchalant disregard for it all because it's that is the reason that we're all so passionate about it which is the bit i cannot i still can't personally work out why there's the disconnect between it's all it's almost like they're they're going you can just have um you could just play the game like normally organized plays is a, is a secondary item um and that is the reason it has, I guess, carried on through lockdown is because uh, people with like all this, uh, all the stuff Dion's done online. Um, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I get that he's done that as a, as a business for sure, but also it's kept everyone tuned in. It's kept everyone, everything relevant. It's kept points changes have meant something because we've established a meta on what we've played. Um, and, and even now we've got the, I mean, we've, just been announced on that stream that hyperspace is dead now or rather <coughs> standard is going to replace it so the um that side of it is is the reason there's even anything to talk about and that the the hype for the game is even here so i don't understand the disconnect of almost not putting any emphasis on that whereas that is the reason that we're all on a podcast talking about it and and more importantly that's the reason that everyone has got it's caused such a ruckus them changing the very foundations of it. Because if I guarantee the people that are the uh, more casual people, I I'd venture to say that a ton of them don't even know that this is going to change because they're not interested in that way or to that depth that we all are. I mean, they probably don't even realise it's changed over from uh, FFG. That's what, exactly. Exactly. To, to, to aim and put all of your effort in group that have no investment in that way seems crazy to me a very interesting point that was made elsewhere was uh and it got me th sort of thinking like the amount of changes they're looking to bring in but so because of random player order they're now saying well you, you know you can 
potentially do like uh, actions after you bump, uh, maybe just focus, but it'll be red and all this sort of stuff. It actually sounds more like it's third edition. And this is oh, it, no, like... it, is, it is it is X-Wing 3.0 or it is Star Wars Space Battles 1.0 AMG edition, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, but interesting. So, so, it's an interesting theory. Sorry. So we just finish my point. So, so, so the issue there is that currently all the core sets are going to be out there with their two point rules. So if you're <laughs> if you're attracting new players, when you sell them the core sets, you're actually going to say, "Oh, by the way, these rules are out of date. You've actually got to go online and get the latest set of rules off because there's not going to be a three point core set." Yep. No. There won't. There won't be. There. Not for years. The average development time for new product is two years through the system, so there's no way that's coming. Well, this is it, because it has to be printed in China, then shipping, and we all know the issues with global shipping at the moment and stuff, so yeah, yeah, we're a long way off. But Here is my query, right? Just very, very briefly, right? I didn't play 1.0. I came in 2.0. Was there a rebellion with 1.0 went out? Did people continue to run tournaments playing it? Some people tried, um, but 2.0 was such a big improvement to yeah. 1.0. People yeah. were kind of happy to see it gone. I think, yeah, oh. I think uh, 1.0 became a card game, like what well, well, Combo Win yeah, was, yeah. was thrown around quite a lot because, um, well, like my, my last list of 1.0 was uh, X7 uh, Lone Wolf Riad, who never died, um, <laughs> an expertise quick draw with lightweight frame who died killing a lot of stuff as he went and then a double isb reaper that would jam three things a turn and those combination of cards were one always hit you for everything one took away all your actions and one never died and it was definitely getting the right combination of cards i think at the end of 1.02 i think you probably all understand where my next question is going to be because that is very likely to happen it is very likely to happen that people will run events outside of road. They'll literally split it between the concept of rules, road, and off-road, right? Like actually, that, that phraseology, in fact, is probably quite accurate. I can see off-road becoming a thing. I mean, is that not humiliatingly embarrassing to turn around to your like, entire community and say, we're doing this or else? And they go, well, or else. And people are active. People in position of running the big events are actively discussing it. Yeah, it's um, it is quite scary to think that it might actually have a fog, like a big one too. Yeah, so yeah. like I know we've um, so we've had questions for the Sift Taker open, and so currently Richard's obviously post up to say, um, as nothing is official yet, we are currently playing obviously the the current uh, release of the rules. Now we have had messages from Europeans and people from the UK who are, you know, investing a lot of time and money into traveling over the Sift Taker Open, um, and they're genuinely worried about, you know, what are they going to be, um, you know, forced to play. And one of the suggestions I made to Rich is that there is no reason why we can't run both events. So rather than have one hundred and forty player event, we could run a, I don't know if it would be. Forty one hundred. I don't know if it'd be seventy seventy or be an interesting experiment, my friend. Well, this Mm. is it. But I mean, like, it it feels bad that we genuinely might be in that position. That it's not just giving people refunds. Like refunds are not an issue. Um, I think Element Games does a refund for events up to like a month before the event. There's people out there that have you know 
book flights, book non-refundable hotels and all this sort of stuff. And we don't want them to, you know, lose out and miss out. So actually, we, you know, we are thinking of ways that we can cater for them. Um, oh, to, to... Tim, as I believe I made quite clear, I'm coming for playing tic-tac-toe. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, this is it. Like, you know, I mean, I've I've been there, uh, you know, with other gaming systems where they've moved additions and you have had breakaway factions um, <laughs> who've... Um, you know, fractured the community because they don't want or don't agree with the changes. Um, I've never seen it so publicly uh, it, debated as, as this before. It's never, it's never been uh, such a divisive uh, suggestion, or not even suggestion. It's not never been such a di- di- divisive um, topic. This yeah. is what's happening now, you know. And and also the, the other thing I'd really like to get across is that in reality like con just said is i'd come up to it if we were just playing noughts and crosses um well you're you want a more complicated game just so you know just so you know that's the real name for it but (laughs) the um canadian wife (laughs) um (laughs) but the they're you know they're they're going to and one thing I definitely think that probably us not as well and them are guilty of is being extreme, extremely proud of everything. Uh, and maybe not, no one's going to, uh, I don't think anyone's going to back down from it sort of thing from, from that side of the fence. But the they're going to, by Christmas, give us all the new rules. And the definite part of that is this road thing is going to be a thing. And I definitely know I'm going to play it because... I'm going to try it and I'm going to see how it turns out and we're going to see what rises to the top and what shifts to the bottom. But the playing the game with everyone is, is the main part of it. It just, it's just sad that what we've all got used to and what's grown over basically 10 years, the whole premise of it is just that section of it has changed massively. And the, the, the bit, the random player bit as well is whether or not you say the bid is the answer or you say random player order to make it in quotation marks fair. A lot of the thing I've seen come up on the other podcasts is they're saying that it only affects matched initiative situations. So if you've got your, you've brought a load of I won TIE Fighters and I've brought some TFL, the game state is going to be exactly what we're always used to. Um, but this additional load of things that they've spoiled on the stream, which may or may not be part of the game, um, are things that massively change the well, game. The bump, the, the bump, bump after you're on zero. Bump, bump, bump and bump and actions like like. Hang on, we're letting we've just released a Star Strike Academy where Lieutenant Go- or Commandant Goran, his whole pilot ability is about bumping and getting an action, but it's going to happen anyway. So there are so many pilots or so many more pilots and abilities that are designed and more importantly, currently costed around the game being played a certain way, and we're just going to change that totally. I, I just think it's impossible to uh, properly balance a totally new game system, even if that is the way we're going. I just don't think there isn't enough time to change the game that drastically and not have a tremendous fallout. In, in And again, the, the irony is, the casual side, it doesn't matter. They're probably not even going to make it to 200 points because they they're just playing Star Wars on the table, which is fine. But it'll only be at the OP side that you'll really notice if stuff is uh, overpowered or or not. I think, and I think that's that was an interesting thought I had as well. Is that the only reason they are 
going to bring in the you get to do an action after you bump is as a consequence of I don't know whether or not they, you know they decide this before they announced uh, random order after dial so road um, or if it's in response to you know the community's reaction to road but just bringing that mechanic in like you say changes so much in the game that suddenly you know off the top of my head like zeb zeb crew arvel um i mean there's loads of others like you say grand um, yeah um there's so many other cards that already either interact with bumping like zari um so she can do an action um so do we have to change all their points do we have to yeah, well yes yes you do because they're all they're all pointed to an effect like for example use zeb as an example a very cheap crew that lets you shoot at range zero with with uh, as if it were range one and they can shoot you back and that and that sorry that is the other thing they were talking about not just the bumping actions it's yep. the possibility of being able to engage at range zero, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't get the extra red dice for it being range one. Which, yep. for me, has always been a weird one. I've always thought, why can't you shoot when you bump? Because, um, you know, you'd probably, at point-blank range, you probably would try and unload your guns and stuff like that. Um, but, again, it seems like we're inventing rules to fix something that we're going to bring in that actually then is going to result in having to fix so many other things as well. Mm, so uh, I um I've just built a list for the new for the new rules. It is three epsilon class command shuttles with star Kate Miller base pilot and a single epsilon squadron cadet and I don't think I can be beaten. Yeah, four lambdas. They're literally just going to like, the squadron cadet is just going to bump the three epsilons for the rest of the game. And I'm going to shoot you with four dice guns. Well, imagine, with actions. Imagine advanced sensors as well. But let's not even bother messing about. I'm just going to put these four ships on for exactly 200 points. This and is your initiative actually... means nothing to me. Nothing. You can't get past that. That's just going to block you forever and just fire until you're gone. And this game is now literally, I'm going to pick up a big stack of dice and roll them at you. Yeah. The other, the other thing that came up out of that recent stream, which I found. Again, uh, you, we've had 10 years of organised play tweaking the scoring and, and ranking system to be as fair as possible, if you can have it as fair, and to have in, actually physically encourage uh, destruction because your points are, it's what you destroy. Having a very close game where nothing quite dies and you both suffering for it seems crazy in, in competitive play. Absolutely mental. Like to to have, if you, you know, I think um, they made an example of the thing is uh, this guy guy scores nothing, this guy scores 25 points, but that table over there, they, that guy gets obliterated to 200 to 175 and both of those players end up higher than the other two players who had the close game. That is, that seems the most feel bad of any, can you imagine going through a whole day and then at the last game having a, really close game with with whoever you're playing and having such a close game where you're both guessing wrong or right and it's very close and then because you've had such a tight game you both knock yourself out of the cut that seems ridiculous i'm less worried about it dale because it's that is kind of the tournament rules they can change literally the blink of an eye it's not fundamental Ah. scoring for events can be done by anybody any to right 
I've run two events, Tim's run 600, whatever. They can run whatever rules they want for scoring. It's oh, so no, easily he's... fixed. Fundamental changes to gameplay are much harder to rectify. Well, I don't know, they seem pretty, uh, seem pretty quick to change them. <laughs> well, yeah. the, quick to change them having played, and can we, can we have a brief chat about the methodology of this? Because it's so, it's so apparent what we're dealing with by the style and system they've taken. The first one is releasing briefly on a paint cast that are going to have the stream. Then they don't have a stream, or maybe I'm in the right of order, I don't really care, because of weather. Now that amuses me greatly in a global atmosphere, but regardless. And then my absolute favorite is they have two guys playing with an off-center camera badly half a game of (laughs) X-Wing, while they poorly address the positive comments, which again, I mean, you'd think they were paid for if you weren't just despairing about people's mentalities and ignored all of the negative ones. Well, we had to listen to this, where every single right-minded person was pulling their hair out in frustration as to the manner for which this was being sent through. If you look at other major gaming companies, like Riot, for instance, the League of Legends World Championships is very worth watching for the production values. Now, it's the top of the top of the top, but frankly, this isn't the Mickey Mouse operation. Because Mickey Mouse would never let it get this bad. <laughs> well, technically, Mickey Mouse is in charge. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> it, was, it, was meant to be part, it was meant to be part of the joke. It didn't come out quite correctly. But it's a bad Mickey Mouse operation, if I put it that way. It you is, made me laugh, Connor. Don't worry, mate. It's a fundamental disgrace to talk to your player base, go, here are the wonderful changes we're going to do, and here is the method we're doing it. Two guys sitting around a table with a camera we set up on a broken tripod. And an armada obstacle. And, an, oh, and yes, the absolute <laughs> PS to resistance. Here is our here's our official cardboard, which no one plays with. Here's our official templates, which no one plays with. And we're not even going to get the obstacles right, because that's how little we A, understand, or B, care. I, I tell you, as a player that was taking Dash like the weekend after that that stream and stuff, I was like, uh, "Sorry, what what kits that? What kits that obstacle in? And where where can I get it?" <laughs> I was like, "I, I want that cloud." <laughs> and then yeah, obviously realized it was Armada one. Well, um, and frankly, I mean, they've given you permission. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, this is like it's the old adage. We, uh, you know, they always used to get rules wrong in White Dwarf battle reports, didn't they, and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it, it's little, and there were little comments going through the stream that did uh, annoy me as well. Like, you know, basically dismissively uh, calling all the people that enjoy the current game was it Star Wars t- Tower Defense or something like that? That and, was ridiculous. And and yeah. it's just like basic. I, I felt quite yeah, sort of belittled for like, feel... liking the current version of the game. Well, me and Mister Cromwell, for instance, are both relatively well known for being complete lunatics who charge uses of people. And we I, in no way I, resemble I, that comment at all. No, no, not at all. It was completely unfair. We both done relatively well in big events by charging aces up the board. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like they are not helping themselves at all. Is my opinion. They are not. Uh, I, it, um, it, I don't know. I, I feel, especially seeing as that, that, that all they. All they are about is the design of the games and the uh, rolling out of whatever game system it may be. I'd, I'd uh, and the fallout that's happened before. I just feel like so much more effort could have gone into it. Like a lot of 
uh, something that has definitely come out a ton on the streams is that they don't owe us anything. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but you, you are the game company that deals with the game that we play. I feel like you owe us all of the things. <laughs> That's what you do. I don't get it. <laughs> like, like, they're like, oh, they don't have to tell us nothing. I was like, no, you're right. They don't. But that's ridiculous. Why wouldn't you talk to your fan base that, oh, I don't know, keeps, keeps it relevant and keep, keeps having people that want to consume your content? Why wouldn't you engage with them? And um, we're not saying get involved in it because there is a certain amount of they're going to tell us and we're going to go with it. But they, they made quite a few points on the stream about um, like we wanted to have this, albeit like, like you guys have just said, ridiculous game from a gameplay point of view but they basically just wanted to roll dice because rolling dice was fun um show that they're both having a laugh about it and mainly answer the questions on the stream um that people had but i feel like if you know that's what you're going to do you you have all those answers ready for people um there's a huge thing for ages i know i keep going back to op and i know you're saying that it's the game mechanics and op are separate things but you they they said about the 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 round the round thing for 12 rounds. The internet hit the ceiling because they're like, oh, it's impossible. You can't do it for OP. But they could have just really calmly said at the, exactly that moment, obviously there'll be a round limit because obviously... I think, I think they did say that, in fairness. No, they said that on a Legion paint stream. Oh, did they? Okay, right. Later. Paint in, stream. In, in, in a, in a half-fast backward comment going, oh, well, obviously there'll be a time. Oh, duh. But because they don't <laughs> say it... At the moment, in the moment, then everyone jumps to conclusions. And ironically, a week ago, we were like, "Oh, maybe they're just maybe they're just play testing it to the public to see what happens." Uh, psych! It's in the rules now. So that ro- that RPO thing, that road thing, is now is is the rules. And um, next week, the other things could be set in stone. They're definitely things they are looking at adding to the game, and they are going to happen. I will sure. bet you. I will bet everybody on the stream a pint. That's on the stream, not listening to it because that could be expensive. Um, that there will be major events that play off road, and actually, relatively confident that's what it'll be called. If right. that happens, on a little bit now. Um, Why? Because our rant is pretty much taken over. No, no, no. It's just uh, bring a bit more positivity because I know we're all a bit. Well, I think just. Sad. I find what we all say as well, just for people um, who are perhaps listening to the podcast, is that we are we are trying the new rules. Like me and me and Ben did play a road game last week. Um, obviously, me and Connor have just played a, a order run, and order runs had random uh, players determined at the start of the game. So you know we are trying the new rules. It's not we're just sat there going, "This is bad. This is you know, terrible." Um, and RPO is not great. I get that. I think fixing it is definitely on the cards. And I think trying to do it, but doing it in a stupid way doesn't work. And uh, yeah, and again, off off ending it on a ending this bit of it on a positive note. The when they when they first said about uh, scoring the deficit and random player order, everyone spent all their points. Like I've added tons to my lists that I would normally take on the bid. You know that that's <laughs> that's just happened. Now I've I've got like another twenty points to spend. It's amazing. But yeah, and that's the, been fun. I get that. It has. It has. Like. Duchess has never had a stealth device before, but, the, <laughs> but those the, and also when, when this all does inevitably come through, it we will all play it and we, we will all adapt and it will be how it is. It's just how how they're communicating it, 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 seeing as that is their main thing. I just I feel they need to communicate it. Can we better. can we just go with bloody disgrace because that's what it is? 
I, 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 it almost ended on a positive there. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I, wanted to, I don't want to fuel it because there's so many people have got like in, interesting things to say about it and valid opinions about the this and that and what does and doesn't work. Their communication, though. Bloody the, yeah, exactly. The reality of it is is that. And if they had dealt, I mean, Tim said it last week because I was li- li- I listened to last week again to make sure I was as up to speed as I could be. Is that it's how they deliver it is is it fuels the situation. And then we have people like Ryan and Dee put on there one the other day. It's like, have you all lost your minds? Why are you being like this? And it's like that is how a passionate community, unfortunately, will react to that. And putting stuff up and getting that, I checked again on the old Facebook thing. Half of the reacts are angry reacts, and that's like that's got to be like a Facebook death sentence <laughs> to, to have that many angry reacts. Like of six hundred reacts, three of three hundred of them are are angry, and you you have to take that on board. E- even if we're all overreacting or whatever, you have to tweak how you deliver stuff to either temper that or or make it clearer or make things that are unclear a lot easier for people to understand I think and I will I, I will support Ben no you shut up I think I, I just, I, I'll support Ben what's the phrase I just said I just thought you were going to be naughty and I was going to have to shout at you instead of Rich <laughs> for <a> change. Change. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about the resistance I'll accept now. your apology in writing <laughs> no oh, just, just no you're not accepting anything no all right, what are we moving on to? Alderaan? Oh, we've lost, we've lost Ben, so that's probably the first positive of the night. <laughs> just, he's just jumped into another room to scream, probably. He's just, he's just <laughs> given up. He's just given up. Silence! He just put an angry react on the chat. I can see he's still alive. <laughs> he may, maybe he's forgotten how to mute, and he's just like... No, literally died. Okay. He, he, obviously, his Discord has just gone down. We assume he'll return at some point. That's fine. We could talk too. Yeah, could do actually. Um, I think. Yeah, I think. Like, oh, I can take the reins, can't I? I suppose I. I am one of those. Um, so, as a producer. So I think. I think we'll we'll put. Uh, is I think everyone's had their sort of their say on, on the, the current situation and everything to do with random player order. Um, shall we move on to something a bit? A bit more joyful. Should we move on to the fact that me and you're awesome? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say awesome. We, uh, oh come we're, on, well, we're certain we're certainly top eight awesome. But um, yeah, so for those who who aren't aware, um, we had the um, um, we had the uh, Gold Squadron Podcast Galactic Championship Finals at the weekend, which was all run. Uh, so Dion's run, I think eight qualifiers. Um, broadly speaking, uh, it was like the top 32 at each event got an invitation to come to the finals, um, but with roll downs that may have blurred into the 40s, 50s at the later events, and then I think he did open it up to a few tickets to general sale at the very end just to, to fill up the event. But essentially about 255 players uh, were signed up to the, the finals, and uh, yeah, me and Connor did pretty well. Both making the cut. Um, I think did you you finished four and two, didn't you, Connor? And, and my um, story for the cut is at least worth relating to some degree. Go on. So I went, I went, I went two one. I, okay, so first game I went, I played so badly, and my opponent was playing really well. He ultimately dropped at three zero for personal reasons. Um, I went two one, and then I went for a 
like a sprint around the park for half an hour. Did about two and a half miles. Tried to clear the head, get back into the game. I'm flying here. Met Daniel Volchek, who is one of the best players the States can produce. Who played a list that ultimately wins the damn event. Batters me sideways. And I'm out, right? So that's it. I'm 2-2. My MOV is garbage. So I ha- open a bottle of wine. The next round, I play against exactly the person I didn't really want to see, or one of the people I didn't want to see, which was Catherine. I've forgotten her surname. Allow me to find it briefly. Uh, why is that not working? Catherine Sturgis. Sturgis, thank you very much. Who is one of what I consider to be one of the most patient and careful players I've ever seen play. And I play the best game I've ever played. Like, just literally ever. 200-0. Go into round six. Meet the guy who came second in the last damn event and knocked me out of it. And that story is 100% dice and doesn't need relate. <laughs> I walk another 200-0 into top 32. Entirely on the understanding that I was completely out. So I'd had a bottle and a half of wine, four whiskeys by the time I finished the top six. Are you? Uh, I think you finished twenty seventh in Swiss. So was that? Would you have been top on MOV at that point? I think I was second, but my MOV was garbage, like garbage going into that and going into round four. So it was clearly is I'm playing for top sixty four. I want the pin. I played five qualifiers. I, I want to try and make top eight, right? Maybe. Um, or top eight and sorry faction. So that was it. I just just a line it there. The submarine is possible, people. It's possible. <laughs> no, absolutely, and, and, and I think, like, um, I mean, uh, I don't know how Dale feels about submarining, but um, I've I've found at events that um, sometimes it doesn't always work, but you can almost get an easier draw um, because, in theory, if all the good players win round one and continue to win, um, you're going to be just behind that sort of bow wave. Of, of good players and sometimes losing your first game you know don't get your head down you can you know keep going um and this this is it like you know i mean um i i won my first game i got i got 200 nilled in my second game and uh n- not blowing my own trumpet i think um but i i very rarely lose 200 nil i mean i got absolutely battered in that game and fair play um i think it was travis um Travis uh, Smithwick, uh, he absolutely battered me with a uh, Canaan, uh, was it Canaan Luke and Ahsoka, I think it was. Um, and that all came down because we were playing random player at the start of the game, so one roll. Um, and he, uh, I, got, I, I rolled and, and became first player. Um, so that was massive in that game. Uh, and so at that point, I was like one and one and not thinking much of it. Um, but then, yeah, managed to proceed uh, to sort of win my next four games, which uh, was uh, not what I was expecting. Um, the last game, well, I don't, a couple of real close games um, that sort of came down to the last turn or so. Um, but yeah, it was um, yeah, all went pretty well. So um, we I want to do a brief brief shout out before we move on, just to the two people at that thing I put. Nick Killing, the Australian guy. Is one of the best players I've ever played against. On the last round, it would have been the best stream match I think I ever would have had, and it didn't get a stream because he only hits fire sprays. Dice is dice. He is astounding. And Catherine Sturgis, I owe a bunch of flowers to because I agreed that after the 200 if I made cut, I'd send her a bunch of flowers. So please DM me an address. Yeah, I probably owe Chris Burnett some flowers because um, uh, what I did to him in top 32 was not... Uh... 
was not pleasant. Uh, so um, thank you very much for the game, Chris, and apologies for you giving up your day to come and play me. You are an absolute and total monster. This yeah. is worse than knocking out the reeds. The Tom, like, like, <laughs> agreed on his birthday. Yeah. It's not as bad as the time that I drove Tim to a cut. <laughs> then we played each other, and he knocked me out first round. <laughs> and then he had to walk home. No, no, no. And then Ben stayed there all day whilst I uh, then uh, proceeded to the finals and got knocked out in the finals. So thank you very much, Ben. It's uh, it will never be forgotten. But um, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just say a big shout out to uh, Joe Springle who. Um, uh, knocked me out in top eight. I um, uh, was thoroughly outflown by what on paper looks like a very simple list. Um, and we'll, we'll come on to his list shortly. Um, but yes, uh, I'll be very interested to watch um, that back once it's available on Gold Squadron Podcast's uh, YouTube channel. I want to do two brief show notes as well, if well, you, you don't you mind. You had to. Well, I'm doing two more. Um, <laughs> the first one is the Joe Churchman, who I appeared for about 15 minutes of their podcast today when he went through that list. The first round of the top 32, when I, again, it was 200 0. It was a super good game. He was a really, really nice guy. He'd never made cut before. And he got, he, as he said, he got into his own head quite badly. He was a, a fundamentally a very good player. And that was just a fundamentally unpleasant experience. Like every and, game of you. Uh, well, again. <laughs> oh, I nearly swore, but still haven't. Still haven't. <laughs> I want to congratulate Alex Mulligan, who knocked me out in the top eight, and then went to win the thing. He played an exceedingly good game against me. I played a very poor game against him. <laughs> I would love, love to try again. I literally dumped Django in front of Tavison on turn three. I had. My, my round before against the Canadian guy, I've always got really tight to, James Cousineau. It just left me mentally broken. <laughs> and I just completely, completely played the engagement as if he was putting my dials in. It was <laughs> so bad. He played so well. He called everything. But congratulations to Alex. As far as I'm concerned, he definitely deserved a win. An interesting thing, I'd like to perhaps get Dell's thoughts on this. Uh, so I believe uh, we had 34 Galactic Empire players at the event, and none of them made cut. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, because I wasn't playing. Well, obviously, obviously <laughs> but um, I mean... I mean, that's stale, that's stale, actually, that's stale how we did it, that um, Store Champs recently. I have, I have done horrifically lately. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I did um, that store chant the Cormac did amazing at I um I took uh Cintia, Sienna and Mauler, Gideon and um Scourge and did went one free and bummed it out. I was really surprised actually. So was I. <laughs> I mean I was a little bit happy. So why 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 do you think that might be? Um do you think that the Empire in a particularly bad place does does random player order hurt them more maybe than other factions? Oh no, that was that was old school. That I had a bid. I had four points. No, no, bids. no. I mean, so um, so obviously, older run was um. Oh, you mean older run? Yeah, for sure. You know, or were were perhaps better players flying other factions? Uh, other factions in stronger places. It's an interesting question. It's the fact that the fact that the um, the the list that everybody played to beat was Dash. Only, people that played eight, Dash or a lot. Yeah. A lot of people built to a lot of people built to beat Dash, and there's only eighteen of them at the event. And those lists that were built to beat Dash, crucify aces. Mm. 
And Empire are either Swarm, and they're not currently the best Swarm, or they're Aces. Because you're not playing beef when you've got Rebel and Resistance open. So Empire brought Aces, and it was Darth Vader, etc., etc., and they faced Tavisons, and they faced Mucks, and they faced Arcs. And they just had a horrendous day. Ah, they faced Flaming Dash. So I think... Yeah, I think Sammy... um... Petri Uvian, also known as Netter. Um, so he, I think he was top um, top Galactic Empire at forty sixth. Uh, I think it was a Darth Vader defender. I saw it was Darth Vader defender with two Foresight Inquisitors. He was very upset. He does, and I'm going to give him some credit. He does blame himself for getting knocked out, as opposed to anything else. There's he screwed a barrel roll up. Apparently, forty six, forty eight, fifty, fifty five. I can see all four and two. Empire. So, you know, there were quite there were quite a few in the four and twos, but I suspect perhaps yeah, the MOV probably uh, hurt them more because it was only like the top um, four or seven two. or eight. no, it was step seven or eight. Oh, it was, was more it than more, that. Was I was twenty seventh. Remember? Okay. Yeah, because uh, I, I was twenty fourth. I was probably bottom of the five and ones. Um, so yeah, it's it's a shame to see. Like you, you want all factions to be competing. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Meta changes. There was only so the last two two Galactic Championships ago, Zamgo represented a fifteen percent. The last one, like um Dash literally represented twenty-two percent. And this tournament, Zamgo had two lists. Two people flew it. Me yeah. and one other. But Zamgo's not the faction. Zamgo is is a list within the faction. Uh, it's it, it was sixty percent of the faction. It was, but that, that but that means that there is a problem with that particular build. If if that is so prevalent as as your faction's best list, um, then there is a problem with that particular build. Uh, whereas if you, you know if we talk about the top eight, uh, we have actually got what two separatist lists in the top eight. And yeah, made it, made it to top four actually. It was me and Django. Yeah, it was the Cam, uh, Django, Grievous, and. DBS. I like that list. Should we um? Should we go over the top eight list? Just before we go on, oh. did um? Did you give the shout outs for the people we know who got in the cut? Because obviously I cut out and missed a bit. Uh, not specifically, no. So if you want to do that, you can. So we've got Johnny, um, Chris. Who else was there? You, Tim. My you, my you. I guess you. Yeah, yeah, so I think I think one thing we did notice is there's a lot of players that have been playing in the Sift Taker League um have, have done uh, quite well. Um obviously made it through. Johnny Hall awesome. has done well several times in a row now. Yeah. Um yeah, so he, he won Dagobah, I think. Nick. Obviously Nicholas is good as well. Nicholas God. Yep, Joel, um Joel Springle plays. Um yeah, you know, there's is a lot of players and it's great to see um uh, you know, Brendan Osman Damon is a, a lovely guy and, and he did very well getting top sixteen. Um but yeah. Also a very good player. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, he always tells me he's not. Yeah. Oh sorry, ISO. Do we have to go ISO fan around here? Yeah. ISO <laughs> fan got himself in manners of trouble to make a cut that he never thought he'd make and he finished top sixteen. <laughs> Madia as well, who is my favorite drunk check. <laughs> Canada were very Canada Canada three or four people in the top and were very upset not to get further, but they made fourth, I think, with Cam. 
Uh, it was a wonderful spread. The fact that it was American final is was not mathematically that likely in the top sixteen, but they uh, they they rose above in the top four. Yeah, Mike Messiah being the only person in Canada to make top four, and the rest were all Americans. Should we hit the final list then? Or uh, have you I, done re- that? I I absolutely love the list that won up. <laughs> so this well, is Alex Morganson. Um, Morganson. So he was had a Kylo Ren extreme maneuvers, sensor scrambler, uh, ion torpedoes. It's Kylo Ren in the silencer as well. Uh, Tabson naked and breach with advanced torpedoes, ion missiles, Connor net, and a seismic charge. Now you you played this, didn't you, Connor? I did, but I played it. I played this and I watched this. And the the, the point to discuss for this guy is his opening in both games was identical, and the mentality is so clear. Breach jump opening turn, Tavison bumps, Breach jumps across him into the corner. Kylo moves into a flank. Behind them. Second turn, Breach hard twos in. Tavson bumps again. Kylo continues the flank. The way this continues is Tavson only takes an action on turn four and <laughs> Breach literally alpha strikes. Breach entirely dives the swarm. APTs tries to get over drop his corner net, drop his seismic charges, reload his APT, just do as much damage, 49 points as he can get away with, which is an astounding amount, because he can seismic charge Tabson, take an action <laughs> off Tabson, double double uh, mod his AP, APT, jump over, and then reload his APT. So this all, Tabson firing four dice guns, the whole list just really hurts anything in front of it. And at the same time, you have an 87-point extreme maneuver Kylo on your flank that you cannot answer. Because if you try to answer it, as Joel Springle learned, Tavson floats forward really, really slowly, rolling five dice modified. The list is beautiful, and he played it perfectly. But Yeah, no, it's. Um, I don't think there's much else to say. I think it's... Um got some nice toys um you know we've seen breach a lot in um first order lists and certainly with that action economy it's much like um the dash list i flew is the amount of actions you get and that's what Tavison gives you as well but then, you know those extra actions they to sort of power up either you can power up Tavison, you can power up breach power up kylo whatever you need to do um so yeah i never saw him but i never saw him power up kylo you're 100 right but i don't think it no, even no, no. You, probably, you probably don't because kylo's not anywhere near um but extreme maneuvers. So he's always learning his force to fly. He used that every game over and over again. Yeah. Against me, it was I got I I I played the silencer since day one. Like this is my favorite ship, and I got schooled in how to play Kylo Ren with this guy. Seems like a, a list that Dale would actually fly though. It's good. And do you know what? I am gonna take it next Saturday next Sunday now. I'm just gonna crack the boxes open. <laughs> well, why not? I've just I've literally just bought the ships. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, breach is super. Breach is super good fun. I, I saw this list with plasma, which we were discussing earlier, which is the sort of the reinforced version of it, where it's just really, really hard to hit, and it's. I think it's also really valid. But this is a well-oiled machine. Listen up, AMG. This is what people can do, and bump without taking actions, because Tavson never takes actions in this list, and it doesn't matter. Dale can have it painted up in his signature colours. <laughs> oh yeah, I, was, I already have. I already have red camo. It's good to go. <laughs> Lee Dalton's just got to do the bomber for me, and I'm sorted. 
As long as Kylo's <laughs> red, Kylo always must be red. Oh, in first order, a red dazzle camo. Um, and then Empire of White Dazzle Camo. Nice. <laughs> like like you were saying about OCD, if it, if they don't match, like the like the Brighton one, I didn't have enough ships, so I just had to take standard because it would <laughs> not be back at me. I will I will send you a picture of my Skittles list that I had to build the night before the last STO. <laughs> I'm glad that's gone. I, in usually though, in big events, I always end up taking something that Jason's painted me. You better be playing the dials I painted you. They took about ten hours. Maybe I'm saving them for something special. Or you don't like them, and I'm upset. I got to make new ones. Uh, the ones, <laughs> the ones Jason does for me. I, I never have the just in case I damage them. I never have the heart to play play them. <laughs> I'm in a lucky position where if I damage, them, I'm like Jason, fix me. Because <laughs> I am a bit of a nightmare for breaking ships. I, I also have Jason ships. He painted me some three pastel monstrosities. They're absolutely fabulous. <laughs> right, moving on to the second place list. Joel so, Springle. Yes. Um, and uh, Snaggletooth formation Kirax. Five Kirax <laughs> back sons with uh, Predator. So initiative three. Yeah. So, can we have a quick shout out to Dom Flanagan for running this at the STO? Or sorry, running this at Craig Reed's event? Not no, exactly it, it, the yeah, same, but very some, similar. Yeah, yeah. No, he, was, yeah. he had uh, force transponders and he had a bandit. Ion Z95. He, 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 had, he had four Kyraxes, so it, it was that. Four Kyraxes of the balance, the FTC locked back for the points change, but he's the first person that came up with this. I ran four Kyrax on the Hexile stream, and it was super powerful, and then I went to just forgetting it existed. <laughs> I I got it all the stuff together to run it, and then realised that I didn't have um it was even for not enough models, enough not enough dials. I was like, I'll sack it then. Yeah, I just oh. started buying them. I now own four. Yeah, this, um, four four and um, the bandit of FTC. Paul Furlong's been doing it for ages yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, which I think that's where Don got not, not not yeah not to take away from um Joel for obviously smashing it with this, but um but I I do wonder if the FTC is is the better version. Uh, because of the the action denial, but um, it's dearer now, though, right? It's only just about you can just about fit it, I think, if my memory serves. I think you have to lose the ion torpedo, if I remember rightly. Yeah, but you get cutthroat, so it all comes yeah, yeah. Down. But cutthroat, yeah. could cutthroat go up? It did, yeah. So cutthroat went up, and FTC went up, and it's put it together now. Just uh, shout out as well here for Tim because yeah, the forty three points a ship. This is the list that Tim played against on stream, and Tim always seems to lose whenever I watch him on stream. So I'm sorry. Uh, uh, that game did not go great for you, my friend. Yeah, I think I think, no, the, no. I think the only time I possibly won on GSP stream in the last year or two was when uh they decided to put my Torkoal Swarm into a uh angled deflector Poe because they thought it was interesting. And uh yeah, Poe just melted. Um <laughs> but every other time I th- it's it's ended badly. Um like I'll be honest, like me and Joe had a bit of a giggle when we were sort of setting up and having a bit of fun. And I sort of set my sort of self up thinking I have got a rough plan of what to do. Oh my word, he's he's coming across quickly. And with his <laughs> with, with his with his snaggletooth, he um uh it it looks it, it's it's haphazard, but there is actually a plan to it. Like if you set up in a block, when you do all your, your banks, your hard turns, kind of all you're always on the same sort of um um the same sort of angles um but by moving like just setting up your ships up like randomly like that you're just all over the place and you know he was coming at all different angles and um yeah made it made it very difficult um you know one more paint with jake on his pocket 
I take off a Kirax in that first engagement. Maybe Jake survives, and it's a very different game. Losing Jake in that in that sort of that first proper engagement was massive, and uh, never really recovered. Um, then you know Dash is running away from five Kiraxes, um, uh, or four once I've managed to kill that damaged one. And, you know, that's, that's the way it happens. And uh, you know credit to you know Joel, you know flew it absolutely spot on. Um, I probably didn't have. A good enough plan for that game um i think i uh, i flew my socks off towards the end of swiss and top 32 top 16 i had some of my, sort of my best games i've played recently um didn't have a very good game against joel and it happens um um but yeah credit where it's due he um he beat me and got all the way to the final um so where unfortunately he also took a tradition now i'd like to caveat this next sentence with a very good point it's an exhausting Exhausting experience. Yes. But he flew a ship off the board in turn three. Ah. And he threw another ship entirely in the wrong way. He lost the run of himself briefly. And against the list he was facing, that, as we've already discussed, what it does, that was very, very much a game over. Because he couldn't respond to Tavison. So he threw 40 points off in turn three before he even got set up and screwed his formation up. Yeah, you see it quite a lot though, don't you? After big, like bigger events, like the, fight, <sighs> and the final comes around, people are just mentally tired. By the time the top eight came around, I was gibbering. Hey, hey! Uh, damn it, nearly. Gibbering. <laughs> you did so close. Uh, you nearly I, did the full cast. <laughs> I, was, I was a gibbering moron. I'm um, even honestly today going to work. I was still not with it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it I, I, you. people people don't understand how much mental energy is used. To play, like, how many rounds was it? Six? Six day one, and then obviously as far as you go, so for me and Tim, three on day two. After about five hours sleep? Five. I, I got five. What did you so, get? Um, well, so um, I had to, I've had to cover on call this weekend at work, uh, so I got four hours sleep, went into work for two hours. Um, I could <laughs> I was going to stay longer, but at two hours, I was really feeling it. And I just said to them, I said, right, everything, I basically handed over stuff, went home, got another four hours sleep before I played Chris. Right, um, well, but, that, must, that must have helped. But pro tip, uh, any big events like this, um, take the Monday off. Well, I'm not going to announce what I did on the stream, because last time I had to have it deleted. But my generally quite serious job had a generally quite serious thing this morning. Yeah. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, genuinely was withdrawn at 11.30 and I could uh, literally revert back to base and go back to bed for a couple of hours because I was a chippering wreck. <laughs> I think, like, I mean, that is something that I've, I've always like, spoken to people about is I, I don't think that like you know, I used to get this from like my two day forty k events and stuff like that. When you used to go, like we used to play like five rounds that could last two and a half, three hours each, and you're mentally thinking for all that time. Plus, you know, you know, you know, getting up early to you know travel to the event maybe, and maybe have a few drinks on the Saturday night or whatever. And it is actually a really long weekend. And um, yeah, I'm I've always tried to take the Mondays off after big events just to have a rest day because I know how tiring it can be. You also have no kids. See, when I was, see, when I was 20, I could play 36 of ours Magic straight. Now I think it would actually kill me. 
but then like, but, having, but having things kill. around you to help you through that stuff's quite important so i had a couple of cans of monster i uh, well, didn't like down the whole can but if i wanted to have a couple of glugs and then put it back in the fridge you know plenty of water some salty snacks some sweet snacks that sort of thing and a just, bottle of jameson's yeah. whatever you pleasure yeah, yeah. The whiskey probably didn't help with the Sunday. But, we, 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 but I'm going to repeat, I didn't think I'd be playing the Sunday. But we digress <laughs> from the uh, the lists. Yes, so we're going to go on to Mike Messiah. I recognize that name, actually. Mike Messiah is a Canadian. He is a very good, he's a lovely, lovely human being. And he was Canada's last chance because I knocked out Canada's other chance in Top 16, who is <laughs> also that? another lovely human being. What was that, Dale? I said he's a very naughty boy, which is a Life of Brian reference that no he's one got. A very naughty boy. <laughs> well, I knocked out J.M. Cousineau, and he is lovely, and Mike Cousineau was the last guy. So I got invited into the Canadian chat, which I thought was really nice of them. And then whenever I played J.M. Cousineau, everybody stopped talking to me for 85 minutes. Uh, <laughs> then it was back, Mike Mass! Mike Messiah! Yay, go! <laughs> and unfortunately, he, uh, did he, he got sprinkled? No, he didn't. He got he got knocked out by the, the winner. He got knocked out by Alex on stream. So his uh, list was Septus Alliance. Uh, we had General Grievous in the Belba Lab. <laughs> we have Treacherous Impervium Plating Solus 1. Uh, we had Django Fett in the Fire Spray. We have Dooku, uh, Connonets, Force Transponder Codes, Hull Upgrade, and then DBS 404 uh, with Advanced Proton <laughs> Torpedoes, Seismic Charges, Independent Calculation, Landing yeah, so the problem for Mike Messiah in his top four game was DBS got blown up real quick. And there's a lot of points invested in that ship. No. And he's it's an alpha striking ship. 39 points for DBS. It's, 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 it's a lot for that, because you could have a Nantex if you shave Grievous a bit. I mean, it's an investment. I don't you haven't got that. a lot of points to play with when you have a 90 to 100 point giant on the table. Yeah, you have, you have to... The 404 has to take something with it, doesn't it? It yeah, must yeah. get its points. And yeah. if you lose it, your two-ship list, all of a sudden, you're you're very quickly going to revert it to what happened is Django against everything. And that's, uh, that's, that's what happened. Cheap. I can't believe you can get that for 39 points, if I'm honest. But he's got five hull, right? Yeah, but he can throw six dice. And that's what but scares it's, me. It's exactly the same as Zuvio. It's exactly the same as Zuvio. They're there to do damage. They're there to be. They're there to trade points hard. Oh, they yeah. have to do that. Otherwise, it's thirty-nine point bid. On a turn <laughs> of shooting, you don't take on your other ships. It's deficit thirty-nine point deficit. <laughs> you also have the issue that Grievous, being one of the best ships in the game, is an I four because he's one of the best ships in the game, hmm. which also makes him very vulnerable to anything that's higher. The other interesting thing to consider with DBS four or four is that he's been able to fit an extra size <laughs> charge in. So if you're looking to um bit of um sort of dash tech or something like that That's quite interesting quite useful um but yeah no yeah, i think um i think you know when we we're talking about you know the, the double fire sprays it's nice to see some slightly different separatist lists and um and if we move on to uh the other top four list uh ben wetton is also a separatist alliance list and it looks like we've got uh three separatist drones with discord missiles You've got one Separatist Hyena Bomber with Plasma Torps, uh, the Dark One Probe Droids, and then you've got two of the Tri-Fighters, which is the Flak R Fock prototype, mm -hmm. and that's not getting bleeped because that wasn't a swear word, uh, with Treacherous <laughs> and Fire Control System. So it's uh. nice to see the uh, 
Tri Fighters actually uh, making it up the top because um, I think they... yeah, this list is cool, and I think this list is really good. Yeah, I quite like seeing the the mixed sort of separatist swarm. Well, the Tri Fighters uh, are I five, which is what makes this so different to every other swarm list. He's running four really offensive ships with Discord missiles, and then he's running two aces. Like, two proper aces. Like, these guys have three hell, three greens, three reds, and great dials, and great actions. This is a cool list. Also, they can look at your dials. Also, they can look at your dials. Apparently, looking at dials is good. <laughs> I'd actually... Would, I might try this. I might buy another Tri-Fighter tomorrow. <laughs> I, I quite like them. I, yeah. I love the way I, Separatist drones with Discord missiles and grappling structure 25 points is just abusive. Discord missiles are so good. Especially if you know you can pump some damage in. Well, like he got top four with yeah. those Discord missiles by dropping one on Tavison. Huh. Yeah, can't get it off. Ever. Although, it does give him a little action at the end of the uh, engagement phase every turn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which kept coming up and saying, what can I do? I'll jam you. Oh, next turn. Target lock, target lock. Funnily enough, Mr. Retton, in all respect to him, played around that very well. It's a, yeah. it, it was an offensive list. Yeah, and it's still like six it. ships with two aces. Like, nice. No, I'm actually going to steal that. I'm literally doing it now. Um, <laughs> does someone want to read out Nicholas's list while I'm stealing this? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Nick, Nicholas uh, God, um, I don't think we'd be too surprised to see him running a scum list. Uh, so, uh, Palob uh, in his Hawk with Moldicrow title. Uh, we got Captain Justero, uh, Tyranny Calder with Cluster Missiles and R5TK, and Dalen Oberos with the uh, in the Star Viper. So, Tyranny is the one that will do um, uh, any ships within the Bullseye take a point of damage. Uh, and then he's got the R5TK so he can shoot friendly ships. Cluster yeah. Missiles so he can fire twice so he can double tap his Bullseye ability. Captain Justero uh, gets a free a bonus attack if you take damage from non-combat uh, damage, if that makes sense. So, hey, like, Tarani. Yeah, so the Bullseye. Um, does Palob still steal green tokens? Yep. Yeah, focus and evades. He can't no, take calculates. Um, and Dan, what does Dan Oberos in the Star Viper do? I know what he does in the... He uh, gets the turn. Yeah, he can turns. 90 degrees in it or something after he moves. Yeah, he gets a 90 degrees for a stress post-movement, unless I'm very wrong, which I don't think I am. Uh, after you feel like you may gain one stress, don't rotate 90 degrees. Yeah. Yep. Nicholas is, is, has really, really honed in on, on this um, Tarani and... Um, Tarani and uh, Justero lists a lot of the stuff he's been on and done really well on has uh, involved those two ships. Yeah, I think the only thing he's changed actually is Dallin. I think that Stark Viper has been upgraded and Palob yeah. has been downgraded. Uh, Palob used to be Torkel, didn't it? Yeah, yeah Palob used to be Torkel. I think the Palob is um, is helping set up um, the uh, oh the I don't even know what it's called now. The Dead to Right ship. What's that called? The Kimajila. Yeah. Thank you very much. Bless you. Yeah. So, yeah, so basically, <laughs> uh, so the way that will work, for people are not sure, is um, Palab will steal a green token, and dead to rights, you uh, can't spend green tokens in the bullseye. And then I think, to run his ability, I think you can negate it, can't you, by 
by spending green tokens. I believe you're correct, yes. So yeah, um, so yeah, strip strip those off and then zap them, and that's good for stuff like you know, let's say you got a stealth device dash, <laughs> strip and dash. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday night, Ben. Saturday night. <laughs> I'm no, glad last yeah. time we all shared that little house thing that I could lock my room. <laughs> I, he's also popping cluster missiles so we can double top you, Tarani. Yeah. Yep. And then Justero gets to take his bonus shot. So Nicholas was that was top eight he got to with that list. Scrub. Oh wait. <laughs> uh, the next top eight is um, Baron Mangu, uh, another first order list. So it's Taverson uh, with the sensor boy suites, and then three first order cadet bombers with feedback pings, advanced proton torps, and proximity mine. Um, this feedback ping. On those bombers is amazing. It is, yeah, uh, amazing. I've actually tried. I played this a very similar version of this list against Tom Reed. It's very good. It has Keep... the word Alpha Strike written all over it. It's loads of hull, like loads of damage. But yeah. it, 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 it's please don't play aces against me, please. It has. I, but it's uh... also got three proximity mines on bombers that can either drop and boost or boost and drop. I'd have yep. been happier playing against this list. I would never have gone anywhere near outside of range three. <laughs> I just what? shot him. That's what you should have done against the one you lost to. Oh, one hundred percent. So I oh. don't. I I don't believe you anymore. <laughs> I think if I got. I think if I got Alex bit earlier, I might have given him a game. <laughs> As opposed <laughs> to what I gave him. Should we move on to this loser next guy. Some oh, he's Tim, terrible though. Tim like, King or something. Netlisting bad lad. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, straight on to Connor, also a netlisting bad lad. I, 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 yeah, excuse jo- me. Jokes aside, how did you how did you actually find your lists? Um, so what I will say is um, a shout out to Pierre um, who actually took this list on one scarf. He actually messaged me today and um, sort of wished me congratulations, and so we had a bit right. of a, bit of a chat, and I sort of sent him some bits back. Um, he didn't have quite as good a run uh, this time round, and I think you know luck of the draw has a lot to play with that. Uh, but it's a very good list. Um, I played it a couple of times online. Um, unfortunately, um, Andreas was on the receiving end of one of those in the fam event. Um, and then I took it to the club Tuesday night. I played Steve and Ben, and yeah. um, I mean, it was horrendous. I mean, my <laughs> dice, my dice are horrendous. Your dice. I mean, since fell, I just had a throwaway <laughs> shot against him, didn't I? And just dash, yeah, yeah. dash just one shot at since fell. At range it was three. it was more funny though was when like you had target lock and a focus so I was like yeah I'm taking four hits here and then you just did it without using anything yeah. <laughs> and we were just laughing so hard and, and you and the token <laughs> and just blanked and just went oh I'm, I'm dead and he, and you actually ball, uh, you ball uh, you barrel rolled from where you had bullseye to get a focus token you then barrel rolled so you didn't get shot by that shit which makes sense but you just barrel rolled into range three of dash who just went hey center you're dead um but like i i've had so much fun with this list it's it really uh i i like lists that have synergy and work well together um even my swarms tend to have synergy you know the the you know the tie swarms they all benefit each other or um, you know the Torkoal Swarm has that synergy of you know getting those you know that those shots into a ship that Torkoal's going to put down to initiative zero, 
um you know and, and little things like that i mean all right talk list isn't quite as synergetic as others it was pretty brutal um <laughs> but this list i absolutely wrote off vectored cannons um when they were released and i will completely rescind my initial reaction to that um having been a resistance a-wing player uh vectored cannons certainly in, in a bit a build like this or with jake um have massive scope like just one question on the vector cannons if you didn't have to take them on both of them would you have only taken it on jake uh probably yes um because because the the way that worked is um if i wanted to give dash a free action um jake it was a lot easier to have jake next to dash before he moved whereas if jake say because the slowest maneuvers most of the a-wings will do is a two Especially if they're stressed, and that's it. This list very rarely is stressed come the engagement phase because a lot of the stressy stuff it does it does before it moves. Um, so yeah, if if you had boosted the previous turn, you'd have to do at least a two, which might mean you're not within range of dash to give him the free action. Um, but by doing the system phase boost with the vectored cannons. Um, you're definitely like if you're next to me, you, you definitely know you're you're within range one. Give that extra action, then you do a blue maneuver with Jake to clear the stress, and then Jake can go. Well, I can either do a focus here, or I could barrel roll, and I'll get a free focus. Um, you know, and it just it worked so well to uh, with that, and that's with um, Jake with Prockets. Um, so I think against Stee against his uh, Rear Admiral Chirino, I did four actions with Jake in one turn. Where I did I did a vectored cannons boost to give dash the focus evade. I then went like five forwards. I then barrel rolled with Jake and then did a focus action himself. And then Ahsoka flew up, used her ability to give Jake a target lock action, and then Rack decided to fly up so that he gave Jake bullseye and flank. Um, and then Jake obviously let rip with a five dice double modded proton rocket. Um, but yeah, it's um, some of the yeah, like Ahsoka was great as well. So because Ahsoka's the same initiative as Dash Render, you can choose what order you move them in. So uh, Dash could move first, do an action, then Ahsoka could move, use her ability to give Dash another action, or if I wanted Dash to barrel roll first, I would move Ahsoka, use her ability. And the amount of times that someone tried to block me and they set the block up perfectly and, you know, they're all there. And then all I did was barrel roll dash and then do my maneuver. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you just, you just, it's so hard to catch him. So it's not like Tim is passionate about this list. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, uh, that was quite the monologue. No, it was. It was. And that was Lady Macbeth at her finest. Yeah, uh, I I really like the list, and you know, uh, it is, it's brutal. It's definitely beatable. Um, certainly in a world of lots of i fives. Um, you know, when we start looking at player order and stuff like that, you know, um, Dash wants to be at range three. Um, so does that? Does random player order? I mean, um, certainly I say I think my game two where I lost the role as such as I went first. Um, I did certainly feel it. Um, but my opponent played well, got the right positions, you know, right action shots and everything like that. Um, mm. But I just, I just like the, the the jank synergy of of the list and just being able to do stuff that 
you know you think you just can't do and then when you want to you can just go full turtle with dash and either focus evade or double evade and just be like i just don't want to take damage on three agility so i'm not going to ask this to uh tim because we know he'd still take the take, uh, same list what about you connor would you would you have taken a different list if you'd found something because i know you just kind of fell back on this because it's a I, list I, you know very well I felt back on this for a couple of reasons. Like, so I put a huge amount of effort in the galaxies, and I, I get a good run. I've, I had four cuts out of six, and I really, really wanted to do well in this. And then work <laughs> just went. Hey, hey! There you go. I've done it. Damn it! So you already failed. It's fine. And a horrific cold and all the rest of it meant I had no. I literally had no time. And a couple of people did. Like their very, very best. Chris Patrick in Tonton, who's a recent addition, really tried to help me formulate an FLO list. And we had one put together. At the end, I realized I, I got time to play two games with it. And I was nowhere near crisp. And I know what a marathon feels like. So, hmm. yeah, I jumped back to double fire sprays, which to anybody ever seen me play for, I played pretty much since day one. And I returned back to that because I was comfortable, but I knew it wasn't a good medical. So I'm fairly certain I gave myself a really hard run. But thankfully, everybody played against Dash. Nobody played Fire Sprays, and nobody really played for it. So the beef lists and the, the mini swarm lists and stuff that I am very comfortable against showed up quite heavily. And then I just really had to pull it out for the games I was purely against. So I, I generally think I gave myself a hard run, but I wouldn't change it in hindsight because the like the point was the, the proof was in the pudding, right? Was on that if you've got a lot of experience playing something, it's still better than a better list. If that makes sense, yeah, it's still a, a more favorable choice than a better medical. If I'd had a couple of weeks to work on it, I like to think I'd have ended up something similar-ish to the one that won it because that's what I was working on. <laughs> but I just didn't have the time to do it. Tavis and Kaido was definitely in the playlist. I just didn't have the time to put it right. So I was happy enough. We, we all did well, so you should be proud of yourselves. Oh, I'm thrilled. The first time I finally won templates. I mean, I know finally is <laughs> not that big a word for guys that don't play very long, but I've been really trying to. So I'm very happy. To <laughs> think, yeah, these templates look a lot nicer than the ones last year as well, so I think I might actually keep these. Uh <laughs> I actually might even you put these. I mean, I make templates for my own events, which makes it a bit awkward. But I'm going to use them for a good six months anyway, and then I'll switch back to having an open board. <laughs> then you can give me some so I can carry on with my mix set. Oh, mix <laughs> mix set's the best set. That's fair because I give him one of my top four, <laughs> and I love it desperately. And I, in, will... in fairness, you did give me one of the. I think it was the Llama Open, was it? The colorful the, no, ones. the um, Renegades one. They're really cool too. Yeah, they're really cool. But um, yours will end up back in my board. I'm just going to play six months with these, and then I'm going <laughs> to switch back to having one of everything, and one of them will be my board. I can't use not use the keeping it family ones. Those kind of things took a lot of effort. They're class. <laughs> I haven't got one yet. You've won them. They're just not with you yet. Yes, I can't use them because you've not sent them to me. <laughs> uh, do you know what? If you're not careful, they'll come in February. <laughs> I'm okay if you want to do that. Um, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. It's fine. Um, Dale, if you were going to play, would what do you think you would have brought? What's Alderaan? Yeah. Um, A Death Star. It works really well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Shut up, Connor. <laughs> 
Um, I really want to put some time into um, Defender Vader and Death Rain for sure. Um, I've heard oh, a lot, yeah. lot of stuff about that, and um, uh, Harry from 186 keeps going on about it. I really think that would be a, a fun list to try. But the um, really the, the standout one is um, the Tim's one, really, because it, it's the bit that I really like, and especially if we're coming into something where the order is not going to be guaranteed. The reaction ability of uh, Ahsoka and uh, Jake and Dash is super, super flexible, which is, which I really like. And like he was saying that you've got that, the focus with Jin to get yourself double tokened up or, or let Ahsoka help whoever needs it react is, is uh, super, super strong, I think. I don't think I've ever seen you fly a big base. <laughs> no, no, not really. I don't think I can't remember the last time I did. Because they're not I fun. Yeah, Lambda Shuttle for sure. Reapers are medium, aren't they? Some sort of pal pace. Yeah, but when you were flying them, they were small base. Yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and just before we, we kind of kind of wind down a little bit, um is there any of the lists that like just catch your eye? Maybe lower down, or I've really liked the first order ones that have done like Tavison jumping in. I'm really impressed by. I've been mucking around with Kylo Breach and two Tie Fighters, or Kylo Breach and Blackout, or something like that. But Tavison is a big is a big thing to be in the way. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't expecting Tavison to especially do well in two lists on in the cup, which is quite impressive. And, nice a, and a couple more in the top thirty-two, I think, as well. Yeah, yeah. it's nice to see the um, the first order starting to do a bit better as well, though, isn't it? Because they have kind of been sort of the ugly stepchild for quite a while, and they're so cool. They are cool, but they obviously weren't quite like good. S- in- that rebel scum. <laughs> <laughs> you you fly it if it was good, though. Oh, I fly. I think it's good, but I don't yeah, enjoy it. Uh, so do I. <laughs> I'll do it, but I won't enjoy it. You can't make me. <laughs> right, I'm winding it down anyway. Um, just before we finish up, does anyone have any shout-outs? I'll start with Connor, so you don't I... talk over everyone else. That is really mean. It's true, though. <laughs> it's still mean. <laughs> you're, you're the rich this podcast. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> I, I think I've done a relatively decent job of sliding the ones in. My opponents all weekend were amazing, and I, I, that really does make this game. I'm going to have to give a mini shout-out to, even though he won't reply to my DMs recently, which has made me feel a little bit of a stalker, I'm going to shout-out to Dion for everything he's done to handle, A, the Galaxies event, and B, their announcements from AMG. Full credit to Mr. Morales, because I totally agree. The game may not have died without him, but he made it a lot better during lockdown than it would have been otherwise. In fairness, I imagine he's been getting quite a lot of messages. Well, I, I don't doubt for a second. I'm only being funny. <laughs> but the reality is, I, I I generally am a huge fan of Dion Morales and the Galaxy's events have been fantastic. So that's my shout out. Anything from you, Dale? Uh, I, not, not massively. Um, I guess to the everyone who's tried to temper the anger of everyone and trying to get it nice and calm and anyone that's tried to do that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I feel like has not been me today. <laughs> Yeah, but you've not been mean, so that's the best bit. All right. 
I mean, he's, he's probably been mean afterwards when we're not recording again. Should hear the things he said. It was awful. Anyway, <laughs> anything from you, Tim? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just echo uh, Connor's comments. Uh, just big shout out to Dion, uh, D, um, Daryl, James, the rest of them, sort of who've been running the events. You know, it is a lot of time and effort. You know, I know Dion uh, is running it you know, as as a business as such, but there's still an awful lot of time and effort does go into these events, and, and having them there has been. Um, it's been it's been very good to sort of keep keep going and actually you know giving us a lot more to talk about on the podcast more than anything so that does help. Um, I've just uh, so I've got two tickets left to my event at the end of November. Uh, I think are you all coming to it? I'd love to, maybe I can't go over. No, okay. So I, know, I know Ben and Dale are, are down for it. So um, last weekend in November, check um, on the events tab on our Facebook page. Um, there's lots of cool prizes, um, and then just are you gonna are you gonna announce now or later that your templates are up for one of the prizes? <laughs> no, that, 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 that'll have to go for next year's uh, uh, prize pool once I uh, uh, unless unless I start running out of prizes to give away for this. Um, ben, did you ask Dale the questions? No, because I thought we'd been going quite a while. I thought you might want to wind. I'm going to talk over him briefly, then let you do that. Because I'm what are the questions? What, what I got accused of? Then it's all his. I just want very brief shout out. Scott from Hexar Games is sending me a top cut card of proton torpedoes and plastic because I put Hexar on my name, made top sixteen. So can I get two thumbs for Scott? And now I'll stop. <laughs> no, Scott's really cool. We actually we talked a few times about him coming on, but with him streaming so much, we just can't quite get the schedule right. Hero, sorry, mm. Dale. All yours, mate. What are the questions? Well, do, I mean, you can ask him if you want, Ben. I mean, I've got, I've got time. It's whether or not you need to run off. Yeah, go for it. So, basically, it's when you first walk up to a table to play. What's sort of the first things you're it's going through your head? What you're thinking about? Ah, uh, I, I understand it again. I say it every time, but it, it's hard to sort of get your words out. But we found that usually. Once you start talking about it, it just sort of rolls out of your mouth. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I get, uh, yeah, I guess first thing as I start going up, check out what the other person's flying, really, to start with. Um, and then get a, get a feel for if I'm happy with it or not. And then, and then go work my way from there, really. <clears throat> so after you've placed your ships and sort of be like you're in that setting dials, what, what sort of the... What do you think about is your first thought when you're setting dials? Um, well, the first move will always be just five straight, so that's the easy part. <laughs> and then it's more a case of what ship am I trying to catch out for, uh, on the second on the second dial, really. Which ship am I trying to joust? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although not many people really joust me anymore. I get I get people have kind of got wise to that, really. But now <laughs> it's more a case of which what can I catch out because they'll try and. A lot of people will just try and, um, and run off of that first engage. Um, but trying to catch one before it gets in a better position again is, is probably my usual go-to at the moment. So after that sort of first engagement's happened and you sort of come into the, you know, when you've got to try and guess where they're going, where, where do you sort of think first? Do you think about where your ships are going to be? Do you think about their ships? Do you think about who you want to shoot at? What goes through your mind then? Um so I guess 
the main thing I try and go for is um, is time on target and, and getting that convergence on on something. Um, so I'm never going to know 100% where they want to go, but it will usually be, I, I always try and work out the odds in my head of what's going to get the most damage through on, on one particular turn after the other. I've never been one of those people to think turns and turns ahead. Um, but if there's a opportunity to gang up on one particular ship with most of mine um that's probably where i'll be ticking over and then when when everyone's moved and you can actually see the lay of the land i'll either stick with what i planned or if one suits better for things like bullseye and and what ended up bumping and what have you i'll quite happily switch over if that gives me the best odds at that turn (laughs) it's funny really because we had tom on last week and he's you're obviously you choose violence where, where tom was very defensive in his mindset um it's just just interesting because you've both done relatively well over the years um there, there, there's definitely different ways to to, to yeah to, definitely it's um and, it, and a lot of the time as well isn't it it's what what you expect from people like um um a fan i'm not i'm not even gonna try surname fan from Netherlands, Dutch fan. Um, he's Lang- um, Lang- Langer-Langer, is that something? Langer-Langer, fan. Um, so he, um, I, I've never, <laughs> ne- I've never beaten him ever. And I just always know, even from the start of the game, he's going to outfly me, regardless. Like, it's, it's just, no matter what I think, or if I trip myself and do the opposite to what I think, he's always going to out- outplay me. So you, you have to take larger and larger gambles to see if it will pay off. Um, and then Ben, Lee or Ollie Popnell will always play conservatively, but then you lean really heavily into that and then they don't for that one turn and you're like, ah, bugger. So Yeah. It's, one time I played Ollie, that one and only time I expected him to be like that and he just wasn't at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ollie is world champion for a reason. He's very capable at adapting. Because he hasn't had another <laughs> world champs. Also true. But there's definitely a reason. Can't say that's not a reason. I swear to God, I feel like I'm wearing a t-shirt with Ollie on it. But... I know, it's kind of weird, actually. I yeah, I mean, a bit. You put seven <laughs> photos up in the Discord chat so far, Connor, so you need to calm it down. <laughs> you, want to see, you, you want to see my bedroom? <laughs> Is that why you wanted to borrow the laminator? It makes sense now. Laminator, spray, all the spotlights, the cameras, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard because he is just so nice. You can't really be mean to him. And I honestly get personally offended when people are. <laughs> sorry, I, I'm sorry, I will have you. Connor, have you done this time? Have you got any more shout outs? No, no. The text was just. Uh, I, I, I didn't <laughs> want to. I didn't forget Scott, who literally sent me something for no reason whatsoever, bar the fact he's a hero. I'm only wondering. It does look like a nice card, actually. I have actually got a shout out as well before we go to. Uh, Dan Slobodian, because he's coming playing X Wing tomorrow, and I'm very excited about it. Because um, he's pretty much since he won Nerf early, he stopped. So hopefully we can tempt him back in. <laughs> well, it's the AMG releases. They're just bringing so many people back to the table. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Dan still prefers 1.0. So, you know, I can't see him coming back. That's not the point. <laughs> it's wishful thinking because we've had some good trips out. Anyway, so. Um, we're going to leave it there. And uh, I've been your host this evening, Ben. And then we've had Dale. Cheers. Connor. Genuinely, thank you very much for having me on a second time. It's always a lot of fun. 
It's not the second time. You've been on more than twice, haven't you? No, it's number two. And it's yeah, number two, number two for me as well. <laughs> and I am now as good as Dale Cromwell, which, frankly, is just going to make my whole day. So you're both number twos, got you? I'm good with that. And uh, goodbye from uh, Tim. Goodbye. And a uh, goodbye from me again. I'll see you next time. Connor, I thought you were hosting. Me? <laughs> I'm only joking. Good. Hello there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sith Takers <laughs> Podcast. I will be your host tonight. With me for one time only is Ben Hibbert, the one and only <laughs> Timothy King, and everybody's favorite, Dale Cromwell. I'm keeping I will it now be passing back to the host. <laughs> uh, hello there, everyone. Uh, we got no rich today because apparently he thinks having a birthday is more important than talking about spaceships. And a um, squirrel proof bird feeder. Monster. What a miserable get. <laughs> no, but really, happy birthday, Rich. And also, uh, the uh, smallest, angriest sift taker, Tom Reed. <laughs> Twins. Uh, <I'll> tell <laughs> they do look very similar, mm. except one's massive and one's tiny. Yeah, but like, Rich, Rich li- sounds like a hobbit, so it kind of marries up. Little and large. <laughs> anyway, before we start being mean, we're going to talk about, obviously we're going to talk about the um, the new sort of rules that we've been <clears throat> teased. Do you want to introduce the other guest? I did. You did? Yeah, ben I've, been, I've been introduced, Tim. Everybody's favourite. Yeah, he is my favourite. Well, my favourite 186, anyway. Can't be my favourite person know, yet. But that's getting cut, so, you know, if you want to do it properly. Oh, wow. Harsh. Oh. How can you cut that intro? That's the best intro for easily the last six yeah, months. That, I like I thought, because that goes in the I bloopers thought... at the end of the podcast. I'm sure you've listened to this before. Oh, uh, the I didn't think that was bloopery enough. Thanks, now, Dale. Thanks, man. I thought the blooper was going to be you crashing out of the Alderaan. Uh, I can't laugh, which makes it really unfair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm still making my joke about Rich then. Oh, I seem to be muted, Tim. This is gonna be a sensible one. No, you can, you can hear him. Tim Pierce yeah, is muted I, now. No, I can I can hear everybody. <laughs> right, I'll start.